Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here as we're talking all things fantasy sports for the next uh, 54 minutes, give or take, before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger on the Lowdown with Low Tide. Our show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. You can also visit them in person, Leduc, Spruce Grove, or come see us at the Stingray Studios and then go check them out at their West Edmonton Mall location. You can get it done in about five minutes' time. And as I've been saying, great stocking stuff for a great Christmas party. Maybe you got the office potluck. You don't want to bring in a Caesar salad. You want to bring in a nice bag of jerky, some sausage, that's how you. That's how you become the popular one in the office, right, Brandon? Because you you thought about bringing in a salad to our potluck, but times are changing. It crossed my mind for the sake of ease and uh, lack of effort on my part, but then I uh, I caught the tail end of one of uh, Will Hawk's ads right here in our station. Is like nobody likes the guy that brings salad to the party. So I think I might just show up with a couple bags of beef jerky, maybe a jar of pickled carrots. It'll just be a nice little uh, little appetizer spread, some tapas. Well, that's it. I don't know if that qualifies as tapas, but it does in my book. Some some Ritz crackers, beef jerky, Ooh. cheese in a can. I love Ritz crackers, but I saw they're banned in some countries because they're what they're not good for you. And okay, then, I, uh, didn't, I didn't need some other country's laws to tell me that. The but. problem with that is, like, I would eat a box of Ritz crackers in 10 minutes. They're so good. Easily. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily doable. They do it. Like, I mean, it's things like that. And I mean, I'm sure that's why they're designed this way. Because like, they're not, they are salty. Mm. But they're not, I don't think they're far from the saltiest type of thing you can get in terms of snacks or something. But it's just enough that once the taste, like, you swallow it, that taste still lingers, that salt. And you're like, I got to have another one. They're like salty and buttery and cheesy and a little cheesy in there too. Sweet, ooh, yum! You got to be careful about how you talk about food. I've learned a lot from a good friend Jason Strudwick about when you talk about like your eating tactics and how you put it in your mouth, and things can come out the wrong way. So we'll Uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Between how Struddy talks about food and his actual opinions on uh, some food, most uh, prominently, I guess, banana breads to this day. I don't really. I'll, I'll disregard Struddy's uh, Struddy's takes on these these uh, topics. He likes to let the coffee crisp like melt in his mouth. Yeah, and, and it's just this explosion in there. I his his the banana bread argument. I feel like a lot of people hear just a little bit and think Struddy doesn't like banana bread. No, that's but not the case at all. It's just that without nuts or chocolate chips then it's, it's not, not as good it's not it's not it's not just he says it's not good at all without those in it and it shouldn't even be qualified and as then he bread. says as soon as you put those in it it's not banana bread anymore i, I will never forget that uh when i listening to the jason greger show back when you guys were down the dial and uh, i heard that live and i was taken aback by the ludicrous nature of jason strudwick's statements because it came up because it was uh, during the summer and it was about uh, golf course snacks, right? Like yeah. at the turn, what's a good thing to get? Well, yeah, banana bread's great. There's some places that have uh, some nice homemade stuff in the counter there. But Struddy's saying, yeah, pass. No, thank you. The best part about it was it led to us getting a lot of banana bread. Like a lot Sent of people it. said, you have to try my wife's banana bread or my banana bread. And they'd bring it in. And it would like have chocolate chips in it, did which Sh- I would love. But it would just. Sean Brown not show up his first day uh, in studio with Jason Greger with a giant, giant loaf of banana bread? Yeah. And I want to say it had chocolate chips. It was delicious. His There's nothing it. wrong with the extra elements to the banana bread. It does not disqualify it. Like 
if I decide to put, if you ask a Chicago person, they they they're not in the. I believe they're no ketchup on a hot dog in Chicago. Mm. All the, but all this other stuff like the peppers and whatever, whatever, whoever it's from. But like all of a sudden, if you put ketchup on it, it doesn't disqualify from being a hot dog. It's just a hot dog with ketchup. Yeah. Same goes for the banana bread. It's a banana bread with chocolate chips. Well, anyways. <laughs> As per usual, well uh, well off the rails six minutes into the show. Bring beef jerky to your office parties and there will be no problems. Very simple. Victor says, Caesar salad is incredible, but bits of jerky in your Caesar salad goes a long way with bacon bits. Yeah, I mean, Caesar salad's good. Hey, yeah. we're, the, we're talking potlucks, man. It ain't no Wilhawk beef jerky. Yeah, I want beef jerky. Uh, we I've seen our office potluck list. Someone snacked up uh, or snapped up all the dessert spots, but I'm going to bring some dessert anyways. But uh, come on, we want the, the turkey, the ham, the desserts, not the Caesar salad on this occasion. Uh, I want to get into our fantasy football pool that we did because you know for those who have been following along and it might just be down to the final two people who have really been paying attention uh but we had a a situation where there's only two people left both were eliminated we didn't want to end the the pool there so we we kept it going uh both participants dran and bendelson took the rams who won so they're both still in it they've got three weeks to settle this and then we go to the playoffs and i don't know what happens from there maybe we have to carry it on to the next nfl season because i assume all the playoff teams will have been used already uh, but we will see what happens there and then in our office pools we're talking hockey on this one uh, brandon where are you sitting do you even want to get into this because i know it has been a bit of a struggle for you this season. it has been a struggle but uh i i think i got up to 36th at one point but since then dropped back down i, I currently sit in 39th following last night's uh slate of games uh once again thatcher demko strong performance my boy troy terry terry troy uh in anaheim with terry a uh, with a goal so uh yeah the only i can't believe i'm not climbing the ranks more because <laughs> leon dreisaitl was once again the the big name that i left off my roster in favor of miko rantanen rantanen been heating up lately leon a little bit cold by his own standards and i'm not making up any ground so I guess that just goes to show that the rest of my team also stinks out loud. So, um, yeah, not uh, not my season. Not my season in fantasy hockey either. Uh, three different leagues that I'm in. Pretty well terrible in all of them. So uh, I've just got all my focus on football here. Big wins over the weekend. Um, barring a miracle tonight, uh, I guess I could still technically lose my one matchup, but it's incredibly unlikely. Um, so that's where my focus is at. Those leagues have higher buy buy-ins anyway, um, and better bragging rights. So I'll uh, I'll take those all day. In one of my leagues, I'm playing a buddy. He may be listening. He's a Raiders fan, and it's consolation. So he didn't start anything. He didn't care. But I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. I went out and picked up Marcus Mariota because I want to do what him or do to him what his Raiders did to me on Thursday. So I'm getting revenge fantasy football style. Even if he doesn't care, I'm up by 50 points. I'm not taking my foot off the pedal. We're going to knock knock him out of the park here and keep it going. But uh, yes, the fantasy pool for hockey, Koskinen 2.0 and sitting in first place. Awesome or awesome's second. Third is Haas and then uh, sitting in fourth spot, yours truly. Boldy getting Aho sitting fifth in north side. Adam six. Ammerhammer dropping down as is Abar down. 
the champ and Mean Gene rounding out the top 10. A one 1440 is the text line. You can chime in if you've got anything you want to get to today. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Seattle Seahawks tonight. You can go watch that one with Brandon at the Sherwood Park location, Canadian Brew House. He's taking over my spot. I covered for him on Thursday, so that's how this partnership works. We got each other's back, and it should be an interesting one, I suppose. I mean, if you are in your fantasy football, you're in the playoffs, there are some big implications in this one and a lot of talent, and there's a lot that could happen. I mean, we're we're trying to keep it updated on the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. He was downgraded to questionable with an illness. So obviously for him, getting a chance to play on the Monday gives him a better chance to play. Uh, you guys had Chris Franklin on this show, friend of friend of sports radio in Edmonton from NJ, North Journal, I believe, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Covers the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you guys get an update on Jalen Hurts? Basically just uh, nothing new that we didn't uh, already kind of know uh, coming out of yesterday where, you know, they chartered a separate plane to get Hurts to Seattle um, to avoid the illness spreading uh, to more of his teammates. We saw this with the Dallas Cowboys over the course of last week too, a big illness uh, and a bug running through the locker room. Um, so, yeah, we, we haven't heard anything too new yet. But, uh, yeah, Mar- Marcus Mariota in line to, to get a start if Hurts can't go. One of the NFL talking heads, I guess that's analysts, had said that Marcus Mariota might be a better fit for this Philadelphia Eagles team. We'll find out tonight if he does play. But you've also got like, I mean, there's in this matchup, three receivers on the Seahawks people might be rolling with, a running back, maybe a quarterback for the Eagles, certainly a quarterback or two, two receivers for sure, a tight end couple running backs maybe like this game could have actually massive implications for a lot of people out there if you, if you do depend on one of these players to put up some points for you tonight let us know brandon do you have anyone you're watching tonight uh i still have uh like i said in my in my dynasty league uh victory secured i still have dk metcalf and john swift to play but uh, it will have no no impact and then over on the other side I'm also I'm going against DK Metcalf in that one and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, if they can together put up, I think it's 80 points, then I will lose uh, in that my super uh, super flex keeper league. So I, I'm looking good, but there's basically uh, to be honest in most of my or both my fantasy leagues, most of the matchups, much like the NFL in general this weekend, a lot of blowouts across the board. So uh, the the only one really left remaining in terms of implications inside my league is the number one seed. Uh, who went undefeated, started the year 10-0 and before dropping a couple heading into the playoffs. Um, he has Jalen Hurts or Marcus Mariota. He also picked him up on waivers heading into the weekend. Um, A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard, I believe. And I think he needs a pretty small amount of points. It would have to be a pretty monumental collapse to, uh, to not get the win. But uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. The number one seed could go down. Kevin said in his league, all the top seeds lost. Good. Of course, Kevin, not in that mix, being a winless team. He's just watching from afar. Yeah. Uh, Here's a question for you. Brock Purdy, four touchdowns over the Arizona Cardinals. Now, you and I had both been very high on Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate. Mm. Game didn't go his way, obviously. Kind of stomped by the Buffalo Bills. He had the interception, but the game was already like 31-3 to at that point. Who really cares? Did Brock Purdy further himself into that MVP spot. And I'll just throw this in there as well. Christian McCaffrey averaged 6.4 yards per carry and had three touchdowns. 41 fantasy points in uh, in my league. C-Mac? 
C-Mac did. Uh, Brock Purdy emerging as the odds-on favorite for the MVP as of this morning uh, at minus money now, I believe, actually, oh, to win the MVP. But he... Some him, of those touchdowns were easy. He himself, <laughs> at the podium, said that Christian McCaffrey is the team's MVP. Um, and I said it with Kevin this morning. I've said it, I think, countless times on our own program over even the last couple weeks. Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback. The term game manager is not an insult. He distributes the ball very well to a variety of teammates that puts his team in a position to win. That is a skill. It is, and he's very good at it. He can throw the ball well. He reads defense as well. But in my mind, it is still Christian McCaffrey as MVP for the 49ers and in turn the NFL. I know he won't win it. It's a fact. Bad it's it's as close to being written down in the rule book without actually being so that a quarterback has to win the MVP. Uh, so I believe it will be Brock Purdy now at this point, but we still got a couple weeks left. Never know, I guess. Um, and then yeah, as I, I mean, hey, hand up. I've been pounding the Dallas Cowboys drum and more specifically the Dak Prescott drum very heavily the last couple weeks, especially after beating the Eagles last week. And uh, yeah, they sucked yesterday. Probably uh, out of the out of the mix for. The division, definitely the conference uh, as the bias team, and probably Dak uh, now, you know, behind the sticks uh, in terms of the MVP race. So it is what it is. Cowboys are still a good team. I don't think anybody's looking forward to looking uh, playing them come playoff time, but uh, a, a disappointing result yesterday. The Bills look uh, all the way back now. And just, you know, in terms of receiving yards for running backs, Christian McCaffrey leading the way with 509. A few guys in the conversation, Kamara at 446. Brees Hall, 441. Pretty impressive what he's done this year. No other running backs have more than 400 yards. Oh, sorry, Rashad White as well, 469. My, my boy, Rashad White. But when you get to rushing yards, Christian McCaffrey is like 300 more than anyone else. He also, in terms of touchdown, uh, only Raheem Mostert, Mostert has more. Uh, he's been an absolute stud in the red zone. But Unstoppable. We've, we've also seen that with like A-Chan, whoever they put in there at running back will find the end zone. We haven't seen an NFL running back win the league's MVP award since Adrian Peterson going back to 2012. So it's been a decade since we've seen a running back. I think, I think we're due. I think that the voters got to figure this one out because statistically speaking, there hasn't been a quarterback that has run away with it. Like last year, Patrick Mahomes threw what, 41 touchdowns? I was trying to look through his his numbers because I wanted to see if he had any like really off games. He really didn't. He had games where he threw three touchdowns and three interceptions, but for the most part, uh, he was just really good last season, obviously won the Super Bowl. So Purdy would need like three to four touchdowns in his final three games. Three games? Yeah. To win the Super Bowl? Or sorry, to, to, to reach those totals. His interception to uh, touchdown ratio would actually be better because he doesn't turn the ball over that much. But he's not running away with it. Dak has 28 to Purdy's 29. Goff has 26. Josh Allen, 26. Mahomes, 25. Allen, Tua, all at 25. I don't know. I If, if it was me setting the odds, I'm throwing it at Christian McCaffrey as your favorite. I don't know if the voters will see it that way. We know they love the quarterbacks, but McCaffrey blown it out in the run game. He's been the best receiving back. He's on a team that has the best record and he makes things so much easier for Brock Purdy and that, you know, obviously the run game that they have. So call me crazy, but I, I would have him as my favorite. Maybe I'll have to like swing over to some site and throw down a dollar on it. I, uh, well, I have a preseason 
feature on Christian McCaffrey to win MVP at, uh, I believe it was plus 2,500. Um, you put all your money on it? All my money, every, <laughs> which at the time uh, wasn't a lot. Uh, that was before I started this job, right, Connor? Just coming out of uh, out of the program down there at uh, at Nate after a nice unpaid summer internship with our friends at the Nation Network. So um, paid an experience, though. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable experience! <laughs> you know, you can you can keep that. A nobody can take it away from you, and I don't have to spend it. Yeah, like money. So exactly. it, that's what I like to call invaluable. Uh, payment. So, um, no, I, yeah, I put a little coin on it, him and Jefferson, partly because of what you just said. I'm tired of quarterbacks winning it all the time, even though I know full and well that they're probably not going to. I think my cash out on my McCaffrey uh, MVP future is somewhere in the realm of about my original bet, which is all things considered actually not bad, but, I mean, obviously not worth uh, – cashing out on or anything i'm gonna let it ride and and hope something happens and changes down the stretch here where we do give a little more love to the running back position and i can make a decent little penny on that i would think so i i don't know like i'm obviously wrong all the time but i i think chris mccaffrey should be in that not to take it away from brock purdy like those numbers he's putting up are amazing what he's doing you know coming out of college as well mr irrelevant to do those sorts of things it's pretty fantastic and also man we talk about utilizing quarterbacks on a rookie level contract or entry level whatever you want to call it they're doing it for doing it with like a the last pick in the draft you're getting the, you're getting some pretty good bang for your bucks that so. guy is making by comparative standards no money he's, he's a roommate he has right? a roommate <laughs> which is fine it's fine but oh yeah he's young enough that's still fun for an mvp caliber <laughs> quarterback it is pretty crazy imagine the party they'll be throwing at their uh two-room apartment <laughs> He's a pretty like low key guy, isn't he? Isn't he a farmer in the off season uh, or no, during his, his, his fiance, is, oh. uh, his fiance's family has a big uh, operation back in Iowa, I believe. If I remember seeing some pictures from the bye week, but I mean, hey, Midwest kid, humble as they come, just looks like any other Joe Blow off the street. <laughs> like if 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 Joe if if Brock Purdy were to walk by our studio windows, would you pick him out, Connor? No. I would not. He's a pretty just pedestrian looking guy. He's oh. just he's just Brock. That guy's going to Bubba Gumps, I think. As are we. <laughs> For the in, Christmas party. In four days time. I'm God, I can't wait. That's that's what I would think. Uh one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty Tiger says when my kids' hockey teams had parents' potluck party, some parents would bring salads and vegetables, and I always brought meat, and the kids would always eat the meat, and my empty plate would sit beside the full vegetable plates. That's it. The people want meat. They want Wilhawk. So that's what you got to do when you head to your Christmas party. Uh, we're going to get to a text here from Tim in a minute here. Also, Ativ. And uh, a few more coming in here. one 401 1440 is the text line. If you'd like to uh, get in on the conversation, any question you might have, maybe a little daily fantasy hockey tonight, who you think you should go after, we can touch on that as well. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky with Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. The sweet voice of Kelly Clarkson bringing us back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, 1833401440. Connor at Sports1440. Brandon at Sports1440 if you want to send us an email. And I was waiting for this one. But uh, <laughs> here we go. Montana DeRice. Hey, guys, just joining the show. How's the DAC MVP campaign going? Ja ha ha ha. Brock or CMC MVP? Well, Montana DeRice, had you been listening, we would have said or you would have heard us say that we think McCaffrey's the MVP. This is going to change week to week. And one of the things that bugs me so much 
is people get critical about people's opinion changing week to week. Like, because I thought the Chargers should win the Super Bowl in week one, I should have to believe that throughout the entirety of the year. Things change. I think Dak's still in the conversation. It's one bad game, but he's going to have to play really good the remainder of the season to hush those critics. And I believe he's got a tough task coming up here. Brock Purdy, still in the conversation as much as he was before. But I go Christian McCaffrey. That's where I lean Montana to Rice. You tell me, who do you got? Who's who's more important to that 49ers offense, Brock or McCaffrey? I'm going to lean McCaffrey. But yes, we did discuss it in the first segment. We we own it. We had Dak pretty high. We were pumping his tires. Did he let us down yesterday? A little bit. But that happens in the sporting world. B says, Purdy is a great story, but he must choose to have a roommate because he sure as heck doesn't need to have one. Even at NFL minimum, the dude is making 20 times in the average person's salary. Taxes in California, though, man. Those Cali taxes. And living in the Bay Area is expensive. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he does choose to have one. It'd be very nice to have a roommate that could maybe help out around the house while you're running an MVP-type season in the NFL, you know, just to make things a little bit easier. Uh, let's get into the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can also go to our Facebook page right now, Sports 1440. Uh, we shared a little link there. We're trying to help a young group of kids have a pizza party with... Evander Kane. So uh, simply go to our Facebook page, click the link, and just like the photo. It's that simple. If they win, are we invited for our efforts? I hope so. Come hang out with Kaner? I I saw another team participating that had the support of the Edmonton Oil Kings. What? It's not the, not the opponent that we're, you know, they're not going up against us head-to-head, the team that we're supporting, the Beaumont Bar Down. But, uh... Yeah, people there. People are rallying the troops. They really want this pizza party, and I, I'll if it happens, I'll talk to our source on the inside and say we want to come for a slice, just one, maybe a wing if they have any. Not a not a cauliflower wing though. Not a cauliflower wing. A, a real wing. A real wing. Yeah, man. What are the types of wings? Drumless. Oh, a, a drum or a flat. Yeah, I'll take either. I'm not picky. Yeah, I, I'm not picky either. I like the I like them both the same, and I like the variety. I don't like one uh, basket of all the same kind. I like to mix it up uh, with the drum, just going basically eating it like a lollipop. Yeah. Um, top a uh, big fat end up, and then the flat getting the bones split apart and kind of slurping the meat off them too. I like the variety. Very visual. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean they're both good, and I hey you throw in a. A nice little boneless for me every once in a while, and that's going to make me happy. You're going to be down at the Sherwood Park location tonight for Monday night football as the Seahawks take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Montana DeRice chiming back in. I got money on McCaffrey, so I hope it's him. Bet on him before the season, as did our good friend Brandon Douglas. So he's also hoping for that to happen. Husks says that song is putting me to sleep. Sorry, Husks. We just saw Kelly Clarkson, a.k.a. I saw her name, and I picked that song. She's got pipes. Jeff says, hey, guys, have you heard anything regarding Jalen Hurts? Well, on the morning show today, they talked to Chris Franklin, covers the Philadelphia Eagles from Philly, and said nothing as of yet. I imagine it's going to be quite the secret. We'll probably hear nothing until warm-ups when both quarterbacks will go out there and look like they can play. Uh, Certainly frustrating, though, for those Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts potentially having to miss this game due to an illness. That one's tough. DK says, fellas, I need DK Metcalf. DK for DK. 
to score less than 10 points in my non-PPR league. Any chance? Well, Brandon, I mean, you have DK Metcalf for and against you in a couple leagues here. I, I mean, I don't know exactly for sure. I would think... I would think you're probably... In, if you're going against DK Metcalf... The only benefit uh, you might have here... And here's the thing. DK isn't traditionally a high um, volume guy. Like, he he's like... Tyler Lockett is their 10-catch guy. But DK's a big play guy. So there's a couple things here. Touchdowns. There, you're already in a bad spot. There's six points. Very high uh, likelihood to be a touchdown scorer. Um, if your league maybe gives out points for big plays, like if it's a, a touchdown of 40-plus, 50-plus, extra points tacked on for that, there you go. And he's a, a very strong likelihood of racking up anywhere between 70 and 100 uh, yards, which, uh, as most leagues go out, a point for every 10. Yeah, you're, 10 points is a pretty low threshold. If you say he needed less than 20, I would say, yeah, you have a pretty good chance because uh, I think he's only topped that a couple times this season. But 10 He's a very consistent 12 to 15 point fantasy player on a week to week basis, albeit in a PPR. So, uh, non PPR, he's gone over 10 points five out of 12 games. Okay. He's done it three of his last four. Of course, against the Cowboys, he had 31. Huge game. Last week in the loss, he had the touchdown, 50 yards. That gave him 11.2. So, he has done it half the time this year, just under 40 ish percent, 43, let's say. But he's done it three of his last four games. He's he's like as the, it's kind of bad uh, a bad uh, visual or a bad PR on on DK is that as the Seahawks have kind of tailed off here and not been winning games, he's been their best player, um, and he's been great. Like it, it's nothing against him; they just haven't got the results uh, despite his best efforts and having his best games of the season. So, yeah, just based off recent results, it would incline you to think no, you're in pretty tough for him to score less than ten. But I just said this, like he's been hot lately. Um, I, I would not be shocked if he has a bit of a down game this week. Uh, although I don't think the Seahawks are going to be running the ball very much because I think they'll be trailing. So I think they'll be throwing a ton. And he's uh, their top target. There's there's no disputing it. And like you said in the break, the Philadelphia Eagles, new defensive coordinator or play caller, Matt Patricia takes mm. over. Why? We don't know exactly how much that would change things. The thing is though with the Seahawks, like you can't just double team DK Metcalf. They have too many other good options Lockhead elsewhere. and Jackson Smith to Jigba and Bobo. They got weapons there. So, I, you know, I, and I, even if they I don't do love your double, odds. Even if they do double-team DK, like, this is a guy that can beat double coverage because of being able to make catches through traffic, taking yeah. hits, and going up for balls. Like, he, he we, we talked about it a lot last week, if I recall correctly, about, like, how much of a specimen he truly is and his ability to play wide receiver a bunch of different ways with hands, with size, with speed. Um, the only real knock on him is route running. But if you just beat a guy downfield and get your quarterback to land it in your lap, you don't need to be a great route runner. Yeah. I mean, great route runners are nice to have, but a lot of them don't have the natural gifts that DK Metcalf has. So DK no. doesn't need to rely on running routes as clean as a Keenan Allen, say, who Cooper needs Cup. that Cooper Cup to create that separation. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is still a freak, though. He's got all the other, other attributes as well. Uh, T says, hi, guys. Every week that the NFL season goes, I'm seriously starting to think that the NFL is fixed. I believe Vince McMahon has shares of the NFL because he could not get the XFL to work. Joking, of course. Atif. I mean, the NFL is wild. We joke about the script. Even the league has leaned into the script 
it is fun to see. Tim says, kind of weird how it has to be an NFL uh, quarterback in the NFL. Like the NHL, it's an unwritten rule. It can't be the goalie, although the Oilers are finding out how valuable they are. Yeah, it is interesting. But, I mean, at least the NHL, we've got the Vesna, right? So we can give that goalie the best goalie in the league. The NFL, it w- it would almost be cool to see them kind of have like a CFL version, most outstanding. Like who put up the best numbers? Who? And like they do have the offensive player of the year. So that's going to go to Christian McCaffrey, I would assume. And like last year, this goes back to the same conversation. Last year, Justin Jefferson wins most outstanding offensive player. Yeah. But does not win the MVP. So if the MVP is a defense or an offensive player, if they're the MVP, how are they not also the most outstanding offensive player? Like, it's it's contradictory in my mind. And yes, the definitions are different between most outstanding and most valuable. But you would think there should be a lot more overlap. Because I, 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 I also am in the camp that I think Justin Jefferson should have won the MVP last season. And Cooper Cup, the Triple Crown, should have won the MVP. But it, And basically when Cooper Cup did not win it, that told you all you need. Like, if he did not win it, a non-quarterback won't, at least at the offensive position. We might see a defensive player win MVP again. Okay, well, and I just want to go through, like, obviously we know the, the years that all these players have when they win MVPs for quarterbacks, and they're probably on the top team. For the most part, when Adrian Peterson won his MVP in 2012, I believe that was after he came back from the torn torn up knee I think he almost broke a single season record he had over 2,000 yards rushing 12 touchdowns 2,300 yards total let's say 13 touchdowns so I like you have to break like a mark like that when Ladanian Tomlinson won the MVP in 2006 he broke the single season rushing uh, touchdown record or sorry total touchdown record he had 31 total touchdowns and 1,800 yards receiving, another 500 in the air. So that was 2,300 total yards. So that was right on par with Adrian Peterson. Sean Alexander won the MVP award in 2004. In that season, he broke the single-season touchdown record. He had 28. So LT broke it by three. Alexander was pretty basically did nothing as a receiver, 78 yards. Tomlinson and his MVP had 500, but... Sean Alexander at 1,800 rushing yards. Man, he was a fantasy football beast. That was the prime for running backs. Him, Tomlinson, uh, Priest Holmes, Jamal Lewis won for 2001 year. You have to have a record-breaking year to an MVP as a skill position, it seems like, which is which is tough to do. Uh, just uh, while we're still on this, uh, the MVP and, and running back conversation, I wanted to clarify because I actually just pulled it up to double check it. Uh, I was wrong about my McCaffrey MVP future. It was plus 6,600 in preseason. Oh. <laughs> he had worse odds. I remember this because I think I tweeted it or included it in a blog I wrote that he had worse odds than Trey Lance, who was a third string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and Sam Darnold, the backup for the Niners. Christian McCaffrey had worse odds than both of those players. Because he's is, a running back. That is so crazy to me that that was like almost out of spite that I was like, if I'm throwing my money away, it's on a guy who would actually deserve it. Um, and my cash out right now is for about, uh, so it was a $10 future, for simplicity's sake, $10 future. Uh, I could cash it out for 
about 36 or pardon me, just over $40 right now. That's pretty good. Like, it's not amazing. Not as good as if he wins. But no. That's not a, it would be, a, that's coffee. That's a little groceries. Yeah, I'm going to let it ride. <laughs> yeah, as you should, because we're on the, Mc- this week, we're on the McCaffrey bandwagon. And we will adapt accordingly week by week. So don't come at us and say we got to stick with our same pick from last week. That was last week. Things have changed, guys. There's another one coming in here. DK Metcalf plus six points first. Jackson Smith Najigba. Who wins? It's PPR, by the way. Okay. Let me do my little calculator here. So when you factor in people, so you need Jackson Smith Najigba to have six more points than DK Metcalf. Yes, that's how I read it as well. I don't, I don't like those like, odds. I don't like their chances. <laughs> I'm a huge DK fan, and I, I like the problem with Jackson Smith and Jigba is like he he's still the third wide receiver on this team. I think probably the I think C- he should be second. In Seahawks my fans probably had aspirations of him elevating to uh, WR two, like um, getting past Tyler Lockett on the depth chart. But I mean, hey, you can't argue with the Tyler Lockett results. Like he is so reliable. Um, a guy that catches almost everything in his vicinity. He he's rarely going to blow up and have huge games. And uh, DK is kind of obviously the flash on that offense. But you, you you have to love what Lockett does. So I think Injigba still probably just biding his time and getting better uh, to maybe take over a bigger role next season and moving forwards because he's shown a lot of promise. He, he's been good. It's not like he's been bad and hasn't deserved any opportunity. It's just a matter of the guys that are were already in front of him have continued to play well. So he kind of hasn't had any real opportunity to seize, I guess, would be the simplest way of putting that. So, yeah, you're in you're in pretty tough there, I think. So against the Commanders and the Rams in back-to-back weeks. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, sorry, dude. I don't like your chances. <laughs> week six, how about? Week six against, no, week seven? That's when uh, DK didn't play. I don't think Jackson Smith has ever beat him by six points. He's had some good weeks. 13 points against the Cowboys last a couple weeks ago, but that's when DK had 37. So I'm sorry. I was trying to find a positive where DK had, you know, less than six points compared to Jackson Smith, but it seems like whenever Jackson Smith goes off, DK's either injured or still finds a way to beat him. But you know, Jackson Smith did have a good stretch there. He had three games where he's averaging over 12 points, but I think DK probably edges you out, but just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it can't happen going forward. Jackson Smith could have a couple touchdowns and DK could have a toe injury and have to sit out, right? Those things have happened. He gets, uh, or maybe he gets kicked out. Yeah, maybe we, he rumbles we, a little we, earlier. We this all time. know that is a real possibility with DK because he plays on the edge and he's not afraid to get into it with the, the, the DBs covering him like, I love that, though. Uh, his intensity is <laughs> off the charts. And I I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, Connor. Like, what is your takeaway on the sign language trash talk? Like, do you, As, think, do you think that's creative and, like, props to you? Because you can still get your point across without being fined or, or scolded? Or is it, like, so petty? Like, you, you need to do this so bad? Because apparently the story is he learned it in college and then just relearned it. I'm going to, you know, tuned up his skills uh, to do it this season. I love it because one, it like opens yourself up to doing that like as a spokesperson. Also, it's clever. It's funny a way to get around it. Like this is Ocho Cinco levels of like pettiness and it's petty in a fun way. 
but you're opening yourself up because they lost. And who who was the long snapper that, that was, was crazy. doing crazy like that to have you're opening yourself up to take shots from other people. But I I like the but creativity. a long snapper. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think a long snapper should be talking. Long snappers are in no position to be trash talking literally anybody. The punter is more uh, more at uh, uh, more privileged to be doing some trash talking than you. You're important to the team, but like, buddy, you're a long snapper. But that's what I'm saying. You're opening yourself up to get it right back at you, All just right. like anyone. Hey, it's like when you have a celebration dance, and then we saw it last night or yesterday. Someone sacked uh, Devito and did the hey, did the Italian hands, or you know? like uh, somebody, you know, you shut down Jalen Waddle, you do the Waddle uh, over yeah. top of him. Uh, the deuce is up to Tyreek Hill. These are all things. Like I said, if you have a signature thing. It's very easy to have it thrown back in your face. You know, people grittying uh, against the Vikings the because gritty, of Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, how many times did I see uh, a couple people do the LT little layup thing or the Sean Merriman lights out dance? True. It used to infuriate me. Lendale White did it against <laughs> That's the Chargers. That's their thing. Lendale White did that against the Chargers in a playoff game, and they came back and won, and it was great. Let's take a break, though. When we come back, we've got Husks. He says McCaffrey all day. We'll get that one in right now. Uh, Slurpee Sean, Brandon got text. We'll get to those. More coming in. Plus, we'll let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide, the Jason Greger Show, and the month of giving as it rolls on. And uh, we'll raise some more money for a great charity today on the Jason Greger Show. You are listening to Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Hallie and Douglas here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. Tyler Millwood says, the Chargers won a playoff game, question mark? Tyler, I literally just said that. They beat the Titans. Yes, you heard correctly, Tyler. Don't, can you, can don't you, appreciate your sass, man. Can you believe that? <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> if I even open it up, you know, maybe the Chargers won a playoff. I literally said they beat the Titans. Come on. The Texans have won very few playoff games. I'll solve the Chargers. In, in, their, <laughs> in their history. Um, yeah, that blew and lead to the Chiefs. That was really their – that was their chance. That was that was when it was like Mahomes is him. That was his coming out thing. Well, I mean, he was already like it, but that was it, it. He was super it. That was it. It was – he is him. Uh, coming up on the lowdown with Lutai today. Let's see if Declan has the old show script out there quite yet. I'm just getting roasted here on uh, Twitter right now. We saw, we we've got Will Greer off the Patriots roster. That's hilarious. Okay, we have got a Rachel Dory will join the boys at a twelve forty. They'll do some NHL rumors. They'll recap the weekend talk. Oilers and Jason Greger will be by at one twenty. Also, Mama MMA will recap the weekend in the MMA world on the Jason Greger show today. We'll be joined by Colin Chalk at a two twenty. Condor's head coach. See what's going on down at the farm. We've also got Robin Brownlee of Oilers Nation. Cam Tate's two minute warning. Joe Haggerty covers the Boston Bruins. Will join us at three twenty. Andy Petrillo of One Soccer and CBC Sports. At 4 o'clock, we'll have five questions, Mark Spector and Kevin Woodley. Plus, it is the month of giving, and today, great package going up for grabs here, starting at 2 o'clock, a furnace with thermostat and indoor air quality package, including the April Air humidifier, enhanced 4-inch media filter, and a lot of stuff that I think you should just go check out our social media page for. Uh, But the package comes in from A1 Heating and Cooling. 
right now, I think a lot of people could use this. And we're going to be raising money for the Operation Friendship Senior Society. So uh, make sure you check that out on all our social media pages. There's a big rundown on exactly what it includes. I could just ramble on and talk about things I don't know about, but I do enough of that already on the show here. So uh, lots to come on Sports 1440 throughout the remainder of the day. B says Brock Pretty Gross is over 48000 every paycheck, and that's just his NFL salary. He could afford a nice place in the San Fran area. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he likes to have a roommate. Maybe the roommate takes care of things around the house, cooks him up some meals. That's, maybe he gets lonely. Yeah. Maybe he just wants someone to play. He's a, uh, he's a young guy. Wants to just chop it up with the, one of his buds. Yeah, play Call of Duty or something. I mean, he, he makes a lot of money. He could afford his own place. But, you know, you, you also want to make sure you take some of that money home with you. Save it up for a rainy day. I mean, hey, because his contract is, by comparative standards, very small. Very little of it guaranteed. What, like, if Brock Purdy, and I am not trying to wish this on this young man, I'm not trying to speak it into existence, I think he's a great story. I'm rooting for him. I'm all in on the Niners. If he were to suffer an injury next week, and it was career-ending, career-threatening, that he's never able to return to the same level and make, uh, you know, a decent salary again, what's, like, you don't think that uh, saving some money over the course of this past year and a half would serve him well? Savvy. Yeah. The dude's smart. And uh, as a Midwest kid, I assume he probably doesn't have too much of, and this is purely an assumption, probably doesn't have too much of an eye for the flashy things in life. Probably pretty simple living. I'm all about that. I respect the heck out of that. Good for him. And I hope that uh, coming into his next deal, he does get paid a ton of money. And hopefully most of it is guaranteed. So then uh, he does get a little more security. But at the time being, he has virtually none. I mean, Kyle Shanahan could probably just draft another fifth-round pick and turn him into an MVP. That's how good Shanahan is. Or trade back for Trey Lance. That was questionable. But they made it work. A lot of guys make more money than him. Skylar Thompson, Logan Woodside. He's the 84th highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. How about that? Nathan Peterman makes more money than he does. Nathan Peterman's still in the NFL? He is. With the Bears. Oh. Carson Wentz makes more. Well, these guys are all veterans. Kyle Allen, Davis Mills, Blaine Gabbert, Hendon Hooker, Nate Sudfeld. Easton Stick makes more money than him. Blaine Gabbert is still in the NFL? Kansas City. I mean, maybe. Did Chad Henney retire? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some say. <laughs> Uh, more text coming in here. Uh, anyone recap Dolphins defense? Just one starter in entire secondary. No strong safety. Free safety. Missing top cornerback. Lined up. Backup linebackers. Only one linebacker moved up to defensive end. Still dominated. Uh, good win, Dolphins. I'm not going to be uh, waving their flag because you played the New York Jets. Who, outside of one uh, offensive outburst against the Houston Texans, um, it has basically been like, in terms of fantasy, that has been the move. Stream whatever defense is playing the Jets on any given week. Doesn't matter if they're the last-ranked defense in the league. Play them anyway. The Jets' offense is terrible. And they uh, Zach Wilson now apparently hurt. Poor guy. But not a concussion. Just a head injury. Yeah. I mean, Chomsker's will we'll hype up that Dolphins' offense. And a lot of injuries. But it was the Jets. Like I, 
Just got to throw that in there. The Dolphins are a good team, and they play the Cowboys next week, and that's going to be a huge matchup for both clubs because they both clubs have had a lot of question marks about being able to beat teams that are actually good, records above 500, et cetera. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to give them a ton of credit for beating the Jets. Like, they're the Jets. Yeah. They'll do it against a good team, and we'll we'll applaud them for it, but it's the Jets. We did Earlier this show, we, we talked about it with Chris Franklin. Like, we're... we're Tua or Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are probably the number one uh, wide receiver combo in the league. They're awesome. I think Tua is a good quarterback. He's a beneficiary of good players around him, but most quarterback, good, most good quarterbacks are. So there's not a knock on him. But uh, but yeah, their defense is super banged up. I give him credit for you know sticking it out. But once again, it's the Jets. It's a good sign, and that that's really good that those backups get the opportunity. Yeah, just reps, in case they are called reps, upon. Reps against a bad team are reps all the same. And uh, it gives you some good game situation without maybe getting torched or burned and losing confidence. So I th- it's like it's a win across the board for Miami, no doubt about it. Slurpy Sean says, Ayuk was the only player on my team to score single digits. Can I trust him in semis? Well, we'd have to see the rest of your team, but I would say, yeah, he's been pretty good all season. Uh, Dave says, hey, guys, completely random text. Yet sports related. Some guys rocking a Shreveport Pirates. Shreveport? Shreveport so. Pirates jersey circa 1995. I think he's currently walking downtown. If I wasn't driving, I would have taken a picture and shook his hand. <laughs> Interesting. Got to get the story. Tyler says Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Look it. Oh, Tyler and Mill Woods. The Rams won a Super Bowl? That's what you said to me, Tyler. Anyways, that'll do it for us in the show. I like watching the Rams, so I wouldn't mind seeing them do it. Shock the world. That'd be cool. When we return from the commercial break, I'll be gone and Low Tide will be back. You Bob drinking rock stars? Yeah, sugar free. Let's get to an update. Brandon Douglas brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Locations at Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com. Have a great day, everyone. Here's Brandon Douglas.